Josh Kerr. David Rivich. Josh Kerr's for real. Fastest D2, 1500 meters. Josh Kerr on the outside. Way up front now is David Rivich. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Sit and Kick podcast. I'm your host, David Rivich. And I'm your better host, Josh Kerr. Today, we're sitting and kicking it with the hottest topic of track and field right now. From fast times to popping posts on social media, there's been no lack of attention. Uh, but I would say rightly rightly deserved. Um, so could be the new new King Chez of Oregon, but uh, we'll see how the next couple of years go. But it is, of course, the Goldie Hawks, Mr. Cole Hawker. How you doing, mate? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You know, we're, Anyone we're ever called you that? Have you on. Yeah, no, I was pretty no. happy with that. Do you like it? That was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying I've had a couple of beers, but if I had had a couple of beers and came up with that, it's really where the, the energy starts flowing for me. <laughs> um, but I mean, first of all, I just want to know how that party was after NC Belay's, you know, fantastic performance, done stuff that not a lot of people can can say that they've done, uh, especially not in an Oregon shirt anyway. Um, so how was that? How was that? How was that experience of being able to relax with your friends and, and, and some of your, your teammates for that? Yeah, it was pretty... Uh... It's pretty unreal, honestly. We all had the goal going into it, you know, when every event we're entered into and very rarely can anyone have the opportunity to do that, but even more rare to execute like everyone did. And yeah, it was just really unreal and honestly still hasn't really sunk in. I don't think for anyone just uh, what we did, but yeah, really cool to sit back now a couple of days later and really reflect on it. Yeah, I would say your Instagram has grown by around 30 or 40 percent seems as though you went into the weekend with close to similar followers as i had and now i'm just left in the dust and shortly after my verification will probably get removed but you know that's okay you know those are things that i can live with you know the future's bright um and uh so you guys returned back from uh ncaa's and i'm like i've always followed oregon track i mean being from the state of oregon i've been in love with the university never got accepted or even recruited you know i'm not bitter but what I will say is the videos that always get put up on the Oregon stuff is awesome. And like when you guys return back to Hayward Field, that was super cool. What was that? Like that that was that's surreal. Yeah, that was that was really cool because we were just driving back and all our cars are like at the football stadium, which isn't close to Hayward. And so we like drove past that and then we're like, all right, where are we going? Like, why are we going to Hayward? Like all our cars aren't there. And then yeah, like as we pulled up, the entire rest of the track team was there, like congratulating us as we got off the bus and then we got to take some sick photos with the Bowerman Tower all lit up which is now like a new tradition uh Johnson said like anytime a team at Oregon wins a championship they're gonna light up the tower so that was also really cool to be the first team to do that yeah, yeah no, that's awesome. awesome I mean I, I can just imagine an office because there's going to be many um, championship titles won from Oregon in the future just photo after photo down a hall with the same Bowerman tower lit up in a similar way. Like that's going to be really, really cool. Also going to be an incredible recruiting tactic. Um, so that'll, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. For you, like you're saying to be able to execute and get the job done. But the real, real thing is though, you're 19, you're a bit too old for the NCA. Don't you think maybe <laughs> pushing you know? it? Yeah. Yeah. You're pushing it. So, you know, you come off NC blaze, uh, you know, you're, you're a couple of days into it now. I'm guessing you're taking a little bit of a break or whatever, but, uh, you know, how has your perception changed? You're now a two-time NCAA champion. You know, you've, you know, you've, you've shown the, in the best in the NCAA that you're, you're the number one guy right now. So how has your perception changed in your own head? Or have you had any, any change in your head where it's like, okay, so I'm, 
I'm now the number one guy. I'm I'm now who who everyone's shooting at. Has there has there been any change mentally at all at, at this point? Perception definitely has changed. Uh, less so this past weekend, I'd say at least for now. But just throughout this season, um, going into sort of just like doing these time trials and races in the fall on the track opposed to cross country, I definitely wasn't ranked. Definitely wasn't top five. Not even I'd say top. 20 uh for the track season and so i think a big part of that just seeing cooper tier at practice every day and then i see he's right there he's in the talks of number one uh in any distance like any distance event in a track and so it's just easier to make that jump that i think i did when i just see an immediate if i hang with cooper then then i'm top five and yeah my perception changed there then on into this indoor season after the DMR and then after the 3K, I've that was I ran 7:45 outdoor at Hayward and a time trial, and then 7:46, and I, it just really told me now that like I can sustain this and am now seeing myself as a top runner in the nation. And if anything, I think it's a confidence boost for me. God, you're motivating. You're motivating for me because I'm I'm you, man. I'm I'm sitting looking at Josh Kerr at practice, pulling out his lawn chair every single day, barking at people not to sit in it when he's not there, and. I, I had like a similar uh, buildup in terms of like, all right, if I can just sit with Josh, if, you know, me and Josh are uh, working through this and, and we can kind of continue together through these practices, then if Josh is running 330, then like I should be right there. You know, the, the most recent race may not have translated that, but we are well beyond that. We are more, more than 10 days removed from that competition. So we're really focusing on you, but I think that's powerful. And I think that is a good thing to kind of put in towards our followers is that like your perception didn't change after the fact of winning these titles your perception changed leading up into these races knowing that like yes you can do this and this is something that you can legitimately accomplish so um you're you're in a good headspace there um and you know you've already have equal indoor titles as josh i think you did it in the span of an hour while it took josh just over a year um so impressive none the least uh, I'm not going to bite at that. And I know you're fishing for it, Dave. Uh, but what I will say is it's a very, it's a very um, interesting topic where, you know, success be success. Yes. Um, but I think it's, it's definitely just knowing that the, the people at the top of the game don't really do much different from the people who are kind of on the bridge to doing, doing stuff that are, that are amazing. And so, you know, if you came to one of the beast practice and watched, you know, the Myler group, you're not going to see much of a difference. If you go to the Oregon, you know, training sessions, you're probably not going to see much of a difference. And it's just, to be honest, it's just how you perceive the races and how you perceive your own ability. So, you know, I think, you know, when you can put hard work in and, you know, compare yourself on, on, on that daily basis, it is very good to be able to be like, okay, this person's showing up on the, on the big stage and I'm doing the same training and it's time for me to kind of realize that I'm at that level now. So that's very cool to see that already. Um, and that's just, that's about putting yourself in the right positions, especially finding the right situation for you coming out of high school and into college is probably similar as well. And going to Oregon, you're always going to find that. So yeah, that is, that is very cool. I think talk to me about this uh, decision not to run the DMR, you know, the best athletes go for it and sometimes just come up short, you know, that, <laughs> you saw your performance, Josh, last time you're going mild DMR, the, the, the DMR, the mild DMR, you know, it's an impossible double. No one will ever do it. Uh, you know, people, people will have, you know, strains in their stomach and all sorts, but talk us through that decision not to run the DMR. Yeah. Uh, coach made it pretty easy for me and just, he sat us all down. And as we talked about what everyone's going to do, um, obviously multiple people qualifying and multiple events. So there was definitely a discussion that needed to happen. And then he just laid it out, um, said, you're going to do this, you're going to do this. And 
he's like, if you got any questions or if you want to do anything else, just let me know. But immediately I was like, damn, like that DMR team's like, I'm pretty certain we're going to win, especially if we race full force. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ole Miss was definitely in the hunt for sure. Uh, really strong team. We still had to look out for, um, but I was like, we just ran the, the collegiate record by a lot. Um, if we come back with that same team, it's pretty much certain if everyone runs good that day that I'm going to have an automatic national title. So that was hard. And originally to like, think like, okay, I'm really going to have to hammer down on the mile and then focus on the 3k as well. And just make those, uh, count for like, yeah, that's what I'm putting all my eggs into those. So yeah, that was sort of hard to come around to, but once I decided, um, it actually made it a little bit easier because then all I had to focus on was mile obviously, but the prelim for that. And then the mile final were both before the three K. So going into the weekend, all I was thinking about is the mile. And I think that would have been a little bit harder even racing at 1200 the night before and yeah. it would have had to have been a fast 1200. Yeah. I think, you know, the way, the way the schedule set up it is, it's set up for making a really hard double to do both the DMR and the mile. So the, the mile in 3K is a, is a cool double to be able to get that out of the way and say it went well or bad, whatever it went. If you didn't want to run the 3K, you technically didn't need to. So that is cool. Um, it's just, it's such a, it's such a weird, like it's what maybe like 45 minutes between the, the mile prelim and the, and the DMR. So you would have run the 12. Is that, is that, that would have been the decision? Yeah. Cooper it? is always going to be the anchor, but yeah, then that's actually what Reed ended up doing. And mm. he was pretty beat after the, the prelim. Uh, yeah. He wasn't even certain. I don't think that he was going to come back in the DMR because we had an alternate there and he was sort of on the edge. And then he just like was like laying down on his like face <laughs> down for the hour in between or like 50 or 45 minutes. Yeah. But then he, he got back and he ran a really good 12. Yeah. You guys kind of did that to yourselves in that first heat, taking it out in 355, 356. I mean, I think that was the first NCAA prelim where everyone was under sub four Jeez. and it was pretty nuts watching. And then, you know, you have the second heat, um, not even taking the bait there and just settling in for the top four positions. Um, there's a couple things that I want to run by you. Um, but in the meantime, um, one sec, God, my girlfriend's calling me, you know, I'm just super popular. Let me just hang up on her real fast. Cool. Cause you're my number one right now. You're my number one. Heart. <laughs> Talking to me or what? Uh, Cole, Cole, Cole is my number one. He's 19. <laughs> I can say that. I don't feel weird about it at all. Um, but so you guys go out, you're on their 356. So the NCAA 1500 meter record holder fails to advance in the second round. I've never said that in front of Josh and Josh is probably upset that I refer to Sam Tanner as the NCAA 1500 meter record holder. But Indo, he fails yeah. to advance. Don't, no, 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 Josh. I'm talking to Cole here. Indo, I, I want that Indo to just, titles don't even matter, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna just let it settle in. Um, were you looking forward to that matchup or did that change your plan by any means seeing him not advance in that next round? Because I'm a big Sam Tanner fan, I'm also a big Cole Hawker fan. So, yeah, I really like Sam too. And I was kind of upset. I mean, as a competitor, obviously, naturally takes off some pressure. I mean, he's, he's, uh, unbelievable miler and 1500 meter runner and so i saw that and it, it i'd be lying if i said it didn't take off some pressure but it didn't really change my race plan i was i was going into that race and uh i think i would have raced it the same way regardless into that final because i mean kip sang right there he ran a really fast dmr uh 
anchor like i don't know two or three weeks before that like 351 so like 353 mile conversion and even though he's like chasing down people he clearly had that in him and yeah. i think uh yeah i think he was right there at the same caliber so uh yeah the race plan really didn't change based off that is this cooper's last year indoors this is his last eligibility year um i was just thinking about that today i, I think it might be yeah i don't think he has indoors next year so I don't think full track said anything about this and I don't know why, cause they love looking into this stuff, but that's the, I want to say the eighth NCAA mile record holder that hasn't won indoor NCAAs in the mile. That's eight, wow. eight in a row, I think. And I, I'm sure he wasn't even thinking about that when he ran the three K instead of the mile and, and he did the DMR, but that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And no one's won the NCAA 1500 and got the record in 35 years is that because you you had the record after 35 years josh is that why you yeah, wanted to plug why. yourself again to, to bring well, up that's crazy no but that that just shows the difference between you know you were able to run faster than the ncaa record obviously cooper just beat you in that race but if you'd if, if you'd like nipped him you would have <laughs> you would have broke that curse and that curse has got to be 14 to 16 years old now yeah that's crazy I, yeah i had no idea about that that's really interesting actually it's just it's because the the indoor season is so short so going after something really quick early it can just bust you i think mm-hmm. and so you know I, I think it would have been a great year for it, but that's that's so crazy that's still going on mm-hmm. so Before you're gonna have to break question. this mate you're gonna have to stay in and <laughs> and break that because that's a really annoying curse thing that's come up from being yeah. asked <laughs> i'm the big joke guy i'm okay so you know 2020 <laughs> obviously we had we had covid19 um is 2020 is the new strand covid19 because, you know, you certainly swept the nation uh, faster than anything we've seen before in the track world. I'm close to giving you a timeout at this point, Dave. <laughs> Don't put me in a timeout. I worked Dang, really you hard guys are, uh, yeah, I need you guys on my marketing team. You got the all the cold puns out here. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we're, we're, I mean, you know, we're, we're not the number one podcast in the running game for no reason. You know what I mean, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> There's one that one involves colonoscopy in your competition, but I don't think I'm going to get into that one. Um, I don't know so if we'll, that one will stick as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we might uh, just transition. So, so go- goals while being in the NCAA, because you know, like you reached the pinnacle already of what someone would be working for for their entire collegiate career, and then you happen to grab it as a 19 year old with a double, um, the mile in the 3K. So, so where's your head at now? I know we talked about like the pressures and the perceptions, but is there now a transition for you to where you want to replicate or do you have things bigger on the horizon? Um, hundred percent bigger on the horizon. Um, but I don't think that necessarily rules out continuing my collegiate career. Um, it definitely doesn't rule that out. Um, but yeah, I was sort of thinking about that. Like, I mean, the only thing you can really do to match that at this point is, I mean, outside of times and records, which are all awesome, but just continue uh, national championships, which, I mean, that's that'd naturally be the goal. And going into this season, I set some pretty lofty goals for myself. Um, and looking back, it's almost like, <laughs> I wish I would have gone further. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have set bigger goals. Um, but yeah, just thinking about that for the future and really realizing what I can do. Yeah, I'm excited. Freaking awesome, dude. I think, you know, when you, when you look at stuff, you got to, you got to kind of aim, aim pretty far and just go for it. Cause you know, you don't want to cut yourself short, but, uh, you know, talk us through that, you know, you had a break season or a breakthrough season, but you had such a long buildup because of all the COVID stuff. Like I, what COVID. was that buildup like? COVID. Oh, for God's sake, mate, that's enough of that. So you, you actually technically done a pro season. 
because you've not ran cross. So that's pretty much what we do is we, we build up for the 15 all year. So you've, you've kind of been able to train and have better facilities at Oregon than professionals. So technically you're a professional right now. So you've been <laughs> able to live that lifestyle. What do you, like, do you feel like that's really made a difference? Like being able to have that bigger, bigger season buildup? I think for sure that's a factor. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously we've never done that before. So I, I, yeah, I don't know how, I didn't know how my body would respond to that uh, kind of buildup, but uh, coach Thomas did really good with, we got a really solid section in uh, this fall uh, training block. And then he eased us off for a little bit. And uh, then we continued to build up and through that DMR, we all really surprised ourselves with how quick we were able to run just because of where we were in training. And that really gave us all a lot of confidence because we were like, we're still like building up and we just ran really fast. So yeah, I, I did like the the long buildup. I think it got us all used to the track feeling. I want to know if this is a Virginia Tech thing or if this is like your your coach's, coach's thing. So I used to watch the Virginia Tech guys. What's your warm-up like, right? Because they went mental in the warm-ups, Dave. And I've watched this and I felt like they were racing before they warmed up. Like it was, they went on their jog and it was quick. And then they used to do these like, it was like four by 200, but like all out. And like, they looked absolutely knackered when they got to the start line, but they obviously all ran very well at Virginia Tech. They ran, they won that DMR. But is that what, is, is that what you guys do? You guys just like fucking get after it? Yeah. I mean, without revealing too much of our warm up, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, intense, I'd say for a warm up. And everyone that I've talked to is like, it's like, yeah, when I first did that warm up, I was just like, so like nervous, like I'm going to be dead for my race, but it honestly, like after a couple times you do it, it gets easier and then you just stop thinking about it because once it works then you're like all right yeah it clearly works you didn't go hard warm up mile prelim hard warm up again like just start hitting all these like maybe that's why maybe that's why uh your 1200 leg was so knackered after after his mile prelim because you got i mean genuinely i, I they they were sweating hard and i was like well this is perfect i'm just sitting here chilling i'll just wait <laughs> and wait for them to tie themselves out but i mean there must be something to it but I was just so curious. It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's not, it is, it is like a little jarring, uh, especially yeah. <laughs> when you first do it, <laughs> but it's not like you don't get really like lactic or anything. Oh, it's, okay. it's just a way to get, I, I just like it cause it kind of gets you going. And I mean, obviously that's what a warm up is, but yeah. it gets that initial, like, just like sluggish feeling that you sometimes get through like the first like 400 of a race yeah, yeah. You're like jesus christ it kind of gets that out of my system i would nice. i would love to do like a film like comparison of like my warm-up versus your warm-up they, <laughs> they, they've watched my warm-up quite josh and, might and be one of the most frustrating me. guys to warm up with even for workouts because we'll be going we'll do we'll do our little drills beforehand josh will sit in his chair we'll go for our little jog josh will come back sit in his chair we'll do more drills josh is still sitting in his chair He's like, hey, Danny, when are we going? Five minutes? All right. Josh gets up, <laughs> I stretches. Feel like there's, I feel like there's an energy on. distribution thing. Like for me, like I've got all the energy. I'm here. And I just I just like to sit in my chair for as long as I can. That's why I'm good at and that's why I'm good at uh, call rooms, bro. Like, you know, you, you go to a call room, you sit down. I'm just sitting. Sitting is the best, man. I, and I, I don't think I could do a big warm up. Run three miles, sit in your chair, bit of a hyper vault, get on the start line. Uh-huh. That's it. That's all that's necessary. But it depends yeah. what kind of spikes you have on, right? True. Yeah. You got to factor <laughs> in the spikes that, uh, yeah, just propel you around the track. 
um so yeah the crazy thing you brought up ben thomas the crazy thing about ben thomas is that he coached at virginia tech previous he kind of coaches some of the the virginia tech elite guys now um if i believe so and but he never had an individual what's up is virginia tech elite still a thing i wouldn't call it virginia tech elite i would say more so he coaches some virginia tech elite athletes um i i think i don't know um but he never had an individual national champion at virginia tech if i believe right but at oregon all of a sudden he has multiple so Ben Thomas is a coach. I mean, we, we already d- dissected his warm up. Um, so, so what is it about that? I mean, like you obviously have to buy into the programming and you said like this last year, especially gave you that opportunity to really just kind of find your rhythm, buy into the program, work with Cooper. But what is it about Ben Thomas? Um, I just think from my experience, he, I really benefit from his obviously attention on the workouts, but relatively I'd say compared to some coaches, he's, he's hands off. And I know I really benefit from that. I'm pretty sure Charlie really likes that as well. Just his personality really fits. And I mean, the, I think the whole team uh, kind of likes how he, how he does it. He lets you, he gives the athletes a chance to feel for themselves uh, what they need. And he won't over talk strategy, uh, over talk workouts. Uh, sometimes, you know, there's these coaches that just uh, talk the workouts and the training into the ground where there's so many things you're thinking about. It's like, it's just like go out and run and I think coach Thomas is really good at doing that and I really like that he's like that nice keeps it simple I think one of the, you, mm-hmm. you said Charlie the most savage post was there's two types of runners uh those that attend University of Oregon and those that wish they did that is such an epic caption and is and obviously this weekend taking the the 800 mile DMR and 3k I mean there's going to be a lot of people looking at that. And, and, you know, when you're coming out of high school, um, if I stand corrected, you're, you were looking at NAU, Indiana, Portland, Colorado. So what, what drove you to Oregon? Because at that time, was it Ben or was it um, Andy? Stat guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are all, those were my, my top five for sure. But uh, I was with Ben throughout the, okay. my whole recruiting okay. process. Yeah. yeah. Cause you, you look at those programs and NAU Portland and Colorado seem to be a little bit more distance disciplined um, where I'm not very familiar with Indiana, but I know they have Kyle and they've had a few guys there that are good in the mile. And then Oregon is this weird limbo of yes, they can throw together a very dynamic cross country team, but then when they get on the track, they, they speak, speak what's up. So let's talk about the difference in those programs real fast and kind of like your recruiting prod. Oh, and Syracuse, sorry. Didn't want to forget about them oranges. And you know. UNM. And UNM probably wasn't on the radar, nor was Western Oregon University, Josh. I, I don't take offense to it, um, you do. know, but you went to the second best uh, university in the state of Oregon, and that's okay. Um, it seems like it's working out for you. I'll be an advocate for individual success, so congratulations. Go Wolves, <laughs> Western Oregon. Um, but your recruitment process, coming out of Indiana, did you want to stay in Indiana, or was your mentality kind of get away from home? I was definitely looking I mean, I, I like Indiana, uh, but to go out West had always been like the dream. And so Indiana was the school that I would go to if I were to stay close to home. Okay. Um, that was the main reason for, yeah, for there, but I don't know really if this is where you're going with it, but I'd say a deciding factor was something coach Johnson told me on my visit. Um, he's like, people don't go to the Olympics for cross country and just putting that into perspective, I, I thought that was a really good statement. And I mean, like you said, I think we, we uh, every year have a good shot of putting together a really good cross country team, but I like track and that's where, that's where the pro contracts come from. That's where the Olympics 
uh, factor in world championships. And so, yeah, that was a big deciding factor, definitely between those schools. I'm going to, Dave, did you just pull a fork out of a drink and then drink it? <laughs> I realized that, yeah, I had a video on. You're uh, fucking disgusting. Right. So you train with Neil Gurley, right? Give me some insight. What do I need to know? Is he good? Is he any good? Oof. I've never seen anyone as fit as Neil Gurley. Uh, I can't lie to you. <laughs> Don, I need something else from you here. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, yeah, he is fit. Neil's but... a great guy. Neil's yeah. a great guy. We're good friends. Yeah, he, last year we trained with him a little bit, but this year he's sort of been all over the place and we haven't really done a workout with him all year. So, so he's um, not out with any ACLs or crutches, wheelchair stuff. No, not that I know of now. Okay. I feel like he's a nice guy, Josh. I feel like he's you guys a- are on opposite spectrums of Scottish men. You have Neil. I've never had a bad conversation with him with you. I don't want to have a conversation with you. <laughs> you sign on to this, bro. So yeah, no, me and Neil are very good friends. We obviously both raced each other growing up too. So I just, I just, here we you know, go again. just to put that in there. What? What do you mean? Here we go again. <laughs> you don't know Neil like me, man. <laughs> so uh, go, going towards outdoors, you know, you've got a pretty lofty 1500 meter NCB record. That's been broken near, near impossible to get. Um, what's kind of your buyout for not going for that? Like, have you got a number? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think we're going to throw together some, uh, pretty fast races. I don't know. I might take a crack at it, even though it looks, looks untouchable at the moment. It does. Yeah. But, yeah. But if you want to run in the Olympics, you got to beat it. Let's be honest. It's 35 yeah. or one. You need to go under 35. So, you know, I would love for you not to get it in a paced race. I would love for you to get it at NCAAs, just to let you know. <laughs> All right, that's how I gotta go about it. Yeah, and and it, to be honest, it is my property, so I I, I will let you know how, how and when to get it. But it right. does it does look like it's trending towards that. So you know, if you could put up like a J, like when you're crossing the finish line, that whatever, <laughs> that just to give it a little bit of respect, that'd be that'd be real nice. What For about sure. you, Dave? Yeah, yeah. What, what do you think? Any any ideas on that one? I was actually looking forward to hear Cole talk about the the race, you know, then putting on early, early efforts. And then you just kept talking and talking and talking. And then I just kind of got a little bit distracted by you. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of came in here to add an intimidating element. You know, Cole's has a faster mile PR than me. He has nicer hair than me. Um, I, I shaved my face. And left my, uh, I'm going to get a permit again, probably. Jesus. Um, but I have a mustache now to try to intimidate Cole, you know, to add some seniority to this conversation. Cole, I literally didn't have this before this call. I shaved everything for you. Hope you like some <laughs> cheeks. Um, and, you know, I'm just trying to trying to have some fun here. Yeah. You know, I think the realistic uh, thing is, is there's going to be a handful of guys out of the University of Oregon with Olympic trial standards and Olympic game standards. And that could be relatively frightening for the pro scene. Um, you look at um, the conversations right now of who can make an Olympic team, you know, there's no question about it that Oregon and some uh, collegiate athletes are in that discussion. We're talking about UK versus USA, 1500 meter, four by four by 1500 meter. Shit. I think um, the university of Oregon could easily put together a four by 1500 meter team to contend with either of those teams right now. One of those teams. Either of those teams. I mean, if, if you had to put four, you, you saw, um, what was it? Charlie Grice just standing there watching you wipe the floor at the sound running. You think he's ready to roll against 350 milers? Yeah, he just ran 217 in a K. When did you do that? Uh, indoors. Mm. British record. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, all I'm saying is University of Oregon is obviously one of the hottest topics, as it always is. Um, so let's talk about the times you ran in Monmouth, Oregon. <laughs> Not, uh, Monmouth? I don't know. Nothing crazy there. 
not a nice spot to be honest um but what i will say is i, I think you know in your future plans, are you looking at are you looking at the NCAA record, NCAA outdoors, double NCAAs, or are you looking at okay, I actually have a legitimate chance of making the Olympic team here. Okay, Ben, how do we how do we work towards that rather than put all our eggs in one basket and go for everything at NCAAs? Is there is there a plan there, without giving your whole like idea, you know? Yeah, um, I've only met with Ben once uh, so far after the race, and uh, yeah, it was yesterday, and we just sort of talked about uh, what's next and, uh, where we go from here and time, like I said, fast times are awesome to go after NCAA records, super cool. But, um, the titles are, that's what people remember. I think I'm definitely going for that outdoors. And it's just like, just sort of one race at a time. And now I am, I mean, I'm have the trial standard, so I'm ready for the trials for now, but definitely want to take a shot at the a standard and i think just our team alone has enough guys to set up a race that's ready to go after that <clears throat> i don't know what we're going to do outdoor i haven't even thought thought about that really but our staff and everyone here will want to go for another team title because we have we have the uh, firepower here with the entire team with sprinters jumpers distance team all working together all at the top of the game right now it'd be hard not to go for another title just all around points everywhere so are you looking at the the men's 1500 now and, and and seeing it as weak as i is that what you're is that what you're saying that's what <laughs> i'm seeing you're seeing a bunch of you're seeing a bunch of superior professional athletes running 340 that can't make you nervous you know yeah i don't know i like the 1500 for sure well, i like the mile i've actually never raced a 1500 believe it or not. i was gonna say i i've still ran yeah. faster than him in the 15 you know um <laughs> like my 345 1500 meters still faster than his uh 350 mile by five wow. seconds so, why why not yeah. is it i it's just it's an american thing the mile isn't it it is yeah that's i ran 1600 in high school and then last year the outdoor season got canceled so that would have been my first time but and this was yeah. your first championships yeah <clears throat> outside of cross country but yeah yeah Cool. So how's my boy uh, Evan Holland doing? He's good. Yeah, he had a he had a good season. Yeah, he ran some four. As a freshman. Yeah, that's uh that's impressive. I do have friends. I, I keep track of my guys out of the state of Oregon from Ashland. Oh he's a good guy. At least I think he's a good guy. I think he's a good guy. So <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. So I want to I want to move on to a bit of a game, and it's called one word answer. It's a kind of either raw thing, and it's something that I'll give you two options, or we'll both give you two options. And you have to pick one, but you can't explain why. So I just need either or from you. And I think it's fun to, to figure out where your head's at, but without, you know, you know, you, you can talk your way out of any of these, but, you know, it would be, it'd be nice to, uh, to see where your head's at in, in some of these. So I, I think we'll start with um, signing with Nike for 150K or signing with Sit and Kick for 200K? Sit and Kick. That's what, yeah, smart. Smart man. We're going to need a lot from you, though. Our contract's, you know, 250 pages. All right. Another call, man. I'm Mr. Popular. This is from Josh's girlfriend this time. <laughs> um, so let, let, let's bring a little let's bring a little firepower into this. You know, I'm feeling a little little snooze right now. Let's let's bring some uh, some big time either or it's in a race. I don't know. I'm a little offended, Josh. You didn't put me in this scenario. Um, so I'm again offended. But in a race, Josh or Cole? No, no specificity on the distance. Cole. That's what I like. To I rate that. I rate that. I rate that you're wrong. That's fine. <laughs> um, so who picks up more chicks, you or Cooper? Coop. Really? 
And he's got the followers, to be fair. I got to give it to him. (laughs) Gets around. (laughs) No no explanations. One word answers only. We don't don't need to dive into that one. Uh, But we'll bring back Cooper to another one. In a fight, Cooper or Centro? Coop. Ooh. He's got got everything here. Sub 330 or sub 13? 330. All right. Who makes more money off Oregon, Ben Thomas or Ben Crawford? Ben Crawford. <laughs> uh, follow coach or stay at Oregon? Uh, what was the first one? So, so fo- if, if your coach leaves, would you follow mm. your coach or would you stay at Oregon? Mm. Follow coach. All right. Well, you just went to the D2 school, Western Oregon. So you've had a shocker. <laughs> ben Thomas signs contract with Western Oregon University. Oh, yeah. That's where the money's at. <laughs> so we're getting close towards uh, towards some of the, the more fun things in this podcast, Cole, as you can imagine. We don't really want to keep it interview-based. You know, like you probably sat through tons of interviews, tons of podcasts where it's a little bit of a, a snoozle fest. And the point of our podcast is to have some fun, let your hair down, which obviously you're good at because you race even with your hair down, which I can't imagine being. Um, but let's get, it, let's get into some of the things that your friends and foes uh, submitted for you. So... You might be familiar with the uh, the Bowerman rules on your hair length. Do you know where I'm going with this? Uh, no, I've heard I've heard a little rumors about stuff like this, but no. Yeah, so apparently, if you're on the team, you can only have your hair as long as your um insert explicit. Right. <laughs> so you're in a good position for the Bowerman. <laughs> yeah, I'm not cutting my hair. Okay, <laughs> and, and Cooper still picks up more chicks. Yep. Okay. <laughs> that's it yeah josh are you going through some fan submit yeah we have a we have a ton of these we have a ton of fan submitted questions so with that segment actually i have one last question before you end the banter bowl so if you watch the replay of during cooper's 3k one of the coolest things i think about that race is not the fact that you won or like you'd have this cool little like you look down final gear moment in the last 20 but right when you guys cross the line cooper's laughing and like patting you on the back and it looked like friends being able to work in full capacity with each other and be appreciative of the other's success. So what's, what's that dynamic like, you know, because obviously if that was Cooper's last indoor season, you stripped him of his title, but you guys are obviously friends. You guys are working together for a common goal. Yeah. I mean, Cooper's a great sport and he's been kicking my ass all year in races. And I just think, I mean, I don't know if the, the track world was expecting that. I doubt it. Um, but probably upset i mean who wouldn't want a title but yeah just a good teammate all around and it's not like he had anything against me yeah no bad blood no um all right so now we're going to transition to the banter bowl might get a little reckless might get a little cray cray you know what they say say but we're gonna move in josh you want to describe the banter bowl and then read off one of these first questions yeah so we asked some of the the followers on the sit and kick page to ask you questions and a lot of them were roasting me so i'm kind of like going through most of those (laughs) Most, yeah, most of the, the comments uh, sent in were talking about Josh not winning as many titles or losing his record or having the least nice hair. There's now. actually silly amounts of those. This isn't good. Okay, I'll, I'll go as Josh gathers himself. Yeah, so the Banter Bowl is just a segment where we ask, again, some of your friends, we develop some questions and also open it up to the fans to submit some questions to put you in the hot seat for a moment. Maybe you have to tell a story. Maybe you have to... Um, Tell us what something means. And, you know, for an example, we're going to go ahead and get right into it. 
So let's let's find out about your alter ego. Uh, how do you pronounce it? Davidge? Davidge. Yes. So what's what's a what's a Davidge? <laughs> All right, you, you got to get it right. It's Davidge, like savage with a D. But okay. Um. Yeah. Do you not? You don't have any other insight on that? No. I, we're gonna let you uh explain it to. The, we know some things, so we want to see how much you explain. All right. So I've uh, dabbled in the arena of uh, like beat making, producing. Okay. A little here and there, um, less the rapping side, but uh, uh, definitely some of that. But nothing recorded. But yeah, sometimes uh, release a beat here or there, but nothing on like SoundCloud. Even it's all it's all tied in. But uh, that's a producer name. That's about that's about it for Davidge. So you you make beats, but you don't necessarily rap over them. Yeah, exactly. That's funny because Josh, what's my hidden talent? Dave can rap, dude. All right, Legit. perfect. All right, pull, pull up a beat right now. Artist. Pull up a beat right now <laughs> off your phone. Put it up against whatever sound, and I'll, I'll freestyle to it. I would, but you know, it's buried in the files. Uh, oh, David <laughs> oh, doesn't like to show out here. Come on, man! You got, you got millions of followers here, and I tell you, you're you about to get so over class. sixty thousand listens on um, a little snippet. But you know, no pressure on you. The, the real pressure would have been on me and. You know, this you're supposed to be in the hot seat, not my free. Dude, I, I was so. gonna say, Dave, that was ballsy from you. Even though I know you're good at it, that was ballsy that you would even commit to that because yeah. we would be releasing whatever you said live there. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we have a question here from uh, I don't even know the person's name. What what would you have to say to this guy that says that this indoor year was very soft and that the current NCAA outdoor mile uh, champion didn't even choose to run indoors? Um, I I'd say uh, I mean. Obviously, yeah, NCAA record holder. Cooper Tier wasn't even in the mile. And, uh, I mean, Sam Tanner didn't make the final, but, I mean, that's yeah, part no, of the weekend. And, and you've got uh, – you've, you've got the – I'm pretty sure the outdoor NCAA rec, or NCAA champion. Goose? Yeah, Goose didn't run. Mm-hmm. You're in cross, yeah. right? Yeah. What I'd say to that is just uh, – I think I was going to be hard to beat on uh, race day in Arkansas. I mean – not trying to really get cocky or anything, but I just was really confident in my abilities, uh, regardless of who would have been there. Do you think your uh, abil- uh, your attitude would have changed if there was the other? Would you have raced similar if you're if those other three guys were in the race? I think I would have raced similar for sure. It would have yeah. been uh, it would have been a different race, also. So you never know what's going to happen when the gun goes off. So the I would like your opinion on this. I'm I'm very vocal on this. Uh, who do you think? Is better in the 50, Britain or the U.S.? Um, it, it's difficult to go against home country, USA, I think. But uh, oh. yeah, you, the U.K. is looking good for no. sure. <laughs> cool, I thought you. <laughs> yes, no one's disagreed with me, dude. No one's disagreed with me, other than people who get. It's because they're scared of you. You beat them into submission, Josh. You play mind games with them. You you've just demoralized Cole this entire time, and then you ask him an important question. This whole podcast has been based around that ins- that one question, Cole. So he doesn't <laughs> yeah, actually was... care about your future. He doesn't care about where you came from. He just wants to ask that one question. I don't think it's a definitive, a definitive thing. The UK is better, but yeah, I just think they're strong. Sure. It'll be an- it'll be answered this year. Like you know, what I mean, like the question is, the only reason I can talk this is because all three of the UK's athletes in 2019 got to world final and no other country did. So you know, we had that. You know, you're not. You know, Cole just won NCAA's. He's not going to not say he's the NCAA champion. He's not going to say that Oregon's the best team in the US right now. And it's true. 
You just went out and won the championship, whatever. We put three guys in the final. No other country did, including Kenya, who had four going in. US had three going in, got two at the final. I'm just saying the only reason we can say it is because of that, but it changes every year. You know, we'll run the Olympics. And if the US get more people in the in the final of the Olympics in the UK, then I can't say it anymore. But right now, I'm pretty confident in what I'm saying. Yeah. It really <laughs> annoys Americans, dude. It really annoys them. Because <laughs> like for some reason, like the US think that they're the best in the world at everything regardless of what you're talking about home yeah, of the free are. land of the brave isn't that what it is yeah it's beautiful <laughs> all right we're, we're gonna go back on to off of josh's soapbox and back onto you land of the naive what are you saying <laughs> oh yeah yeah you know keep going uh so so let's hear about your yacht <laughs> you know back home the old uh old dinghy boat got blown out of proportion when the team found out about it but <laughs> yeah it, it's 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 not a yacht but they like to <laughs> i don't know joke about it I don't if, even you, know, if you tell the girls that then maybe you'll get more tricks than uh than cooper <laughs> i know i'm like they're like joking about it. i'm like is this supposed to like, hurt my feelings i mean i'll take the rumor <laughs> that i got a yacht <laughs> um so oh yeah josh you, go you for it no yeah okay i'll ask it because it's kind of your question but um so university of oregon mount rushmore who's who, who's on <laughs> mm. that's uh ooh, that's a loaded question okay i gotta go you gotta go pre Chez for sure yeah and uh um centro gold medal winner and uh I mean, outside of distance, Ash and Eaton, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's solid. I don't think I'm missing. I don't Devin know. I, I could regret that. That's mm. the only thing I can think yeah, of. Yeah. I mean, like, who I mean, is that? Obviously, Devin Oregon Allen. has an incredible right. history. Yeah. So it was like, you, I don't think you could go wrong with, with some of your answers. Like, you could justify a case why one of them should be on the, the Mount Rushmore other than someone else josh didn't know what mount rushmore was until before this podcast episode i knew what it was i didn't know where it was all right so josh i named four all all four um presidents that were on there can you name two of the presidents that are on mount rushmore this is your so civilian you're gonna, test you're gonna have to tell me that like a week before my green card exam okay and then from there i'll let you know so this is your practice exam because you remember in the previous episode you say you don't do practice exams fail 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 then suddenly pass this uh -huh. is your first practice exam well so so you're talking about the UNM one? Okay, so me, <laughs> Courtney Frericks, Lee Emanuel, and I'd have to put me on there again, to be honest. Yeah. You're such a, you're such a bastard, Josh. Just a sandwich. No, the Mount Rushmore National uh, Memorial that was completed in 1941 in South Dakota. Um, four presidents on there. You're reading it right now. I'm not I reading it. I can see you reading it. I'm not reading it. You're full of it, man. Name two. Huh? Name two. Josh and Courtney Frericks. You're abysmal, Josh. Okay. Um, so another question that we have submitted in is, what will it take for you to shave your head? Shave? I, uh, I don't know. I, I actually have been thinking about cutting it for a while. Um, I don't know about shave, but uh, <laughs> it take a lot. It's definitely yeah. the, COVID, the COVID hairstyle. Exactly. Just continue yeah. to grow it out. But yeah, yeah. As, soon as, as soon as the day of COVID finishes it's going to be one day let's be honest it's going to be one day that we all celebrate as the end of covid and that's when it's going to happen and then a new one will pop up <laughs> yeah, josh you have like any more do i yeah we have tons more but i don't want to say any of them because they're all roasting me 
Okay, I'll hit you with another one. So um, we had a submitted question that says that we seem to be the starters and enders of beef. Obviously, there was a lot of shade that went down early in the year. Yes, let's end it, please. And and the beef or end the podcast? No, <laughs> yeah. No, let's end the beef about Central because it's getting blamed on us and we don't want to be blamed for it. Yeah, there, there. you know, obviously we had Cooper on and there was stuff thrown at, at Centro and then it got blown out of proportion. Somehow ended up in your comment section of your post that really had nothing to do with you um, other than the fact that you guys raced in that heat um, in December and Carter Christman is, is obviously the guy to, <laughs> to uh, pin onto your comment section for that. But yeah how, how has, has that affected anything on in terms of your team dynamic in terms of what you guys are trying to do like what's what's the university of oregon side of all that because the sitting kick side of that is we're innocent we plead the fifth <laughs> i like to think i'm innocent too i know it was on my post but i was like <laughs> i was like how is this how did this fall on like my post um but nah it's sort of just like a team joke now i don't think yeah. no one actually it was a joke. Yeah. I mean, what else do you got to say? It's nothing yeah. that serious. Yeah. Have you spoken to Centro since then? I have. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Maybe he's annoyed. No one knows. Because obviously we yeah. haven't spoken to him either. And and like there's Dave, you sent me today. There was like four pages on Let's Run pretty much blaming us yeah. for this beef. And we didn't really know what was happening. So, you know, like the crazy thing is I never, I never go on let's run, but I was doing like an analytic, uh, analytic thing today where I wanted to see what our search engine was and something on the search engine was let's run. And someone posted Cooper tier talk shit, throw shade on Centro sit and kick podcast. And that was released maybe a couple hours after we released Cooper's episode. So you know, that's just day. the kind of fame that we've got, mate. You know, you know that's, that's the kind of power that we have. We can we can end and begin careers, Cole. This is the start of a long journey for you. You're verified. You're now going to get verified on Tinder. I know that's something that you're super interested in. And you know, in the pre-recording of this, you talked about um, how we can help you in your love life. So let's 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 kind of transition out of the banter bowl for one quick moment. What's your love life scene? Have you gotten a lot of DMs? Have you gotten some new dates lined up? You know, still COVID, so you got to be friendly there. How, how are you? Are you emotionally, physically, and mentally available? Uh, I, I mean, I've got a girlfriend, so uh, oh, that's uh, all that. <laughs> all that's yeah, it's just nonsense. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, Good. see, so now, now you and Dave can be friends because he's okay. only friends with people with with girlfriends. I could I could bring her down. She could hop on the podcast right now. <laughs> Please don't. So I, I feel like we've really been getting into you for a while. So I, I I would like to offer up the opportunity to throw some stuff back at us. You know. Dave, I mean, look at him. I mean, uh, he, he's evidently dressed up for this occasion and he's definitely dressed for this specific occasion. So we do like to kind of put the ball in your court and allow you to, to kind of throw shade on us, give, it, give us some roasts and uh, anything that you kind of want to do to, to you know, feel like you, you haven't just been sit and, and roasted for the last hour or so with questions and, and, and banner and stuff. So if there's anything that you want to throw away, we can, only, we can only accept it. We can't throw it back again. So if there's anything that you're thinking about and you want to throw it our way? This is this is the time. He got. He it. gets it, Josh. He gets it. I'm just trying to give him enough time. This is why I do it. I mean, yeah, you guys, you guys haven't been that rough on me, uh, <laughs> no. But um, honestly, opposite of a roast. Well, I was gonna say, uh, I wanted to tell you, like, <laughs> um, leading up to uh, NCAA's, um, the race I watched most was I forget what year it was, but when you won Josh against Chez, just you like 
powering down that back stretch, I was like, it's like, I just want to <laughs> do that. That's what I, that's what I want to emulate right there. Um, but, but yeah, uh, I guess that was the opposite of us. Yeah. It was a compliment. Well, but, uh, let me add, yeah. Before Cole, let me add some more to that. So that was actually the last time a freshman, you were a freshman in that, right, Josh? Like red, red shirt, shirt. you're a red shirt freshman. That was the last time a freshman won the NCAA indoor mile championships. And funny enough, he was also 19 years old. Um, and that happened on March 10th, 2017. I was 18. You're 18. I was 18. Really? Cause this, the stat here says 19. Think about it. Cause you're, you're born in October, Josh. Oh, I don't know now. Cause I came to college at 17. Yeah. And I won in my redshirt freshman year. So that means I'm 18. Indoor 19 March math. I don't know, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to be honest, I do watch that video a lot. I wish it was better quality. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think, you know, you, you've definitely, you've definitely taken the the more recent one that was, that was pretty cool. I think, you know, even going back to that question of like, it was a weak year. I mean, you went and ran 353, which is what an NCAA championship record, and then came back and backed it up with 746. So, you know, uh, it, it's all love on our side, for sure. I think we're very, we're very entertained by the Oregon boys, I will say. And uh, it's the reason that we've only had two NCAA athletes on this podcast and both of them have been Oregon. So, you know, you guys are definitely providing us with entertainment on the pro scene and definitely scaring some of the professionals in the U.S. side. So I've, I've really been enjoying watching you guys race, to be honest. Right. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. But uh, the other thing, we got to get some pros out in Hayward uh, this spring. Yeah, we... Uh, we definitely want to set up some races. How fast is it, you guys? Dude? That'd be awesome. Is it, is it pretty cool? Is it pretty fast? Yeah, yeah, it's fast. I mean, they they claim it's the world's flattest track, so I don't know what that means, but <laughs> but they got it. <laughs> Fair enough. So you tell me. What do you think? That's fast. Yeah, dude, yeah. I've been hitting some hilly tracks recently, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch out for that. I, I swear that that track in San, and, uh, LA was all uphill as well. So I totally I thought, agree. Yeah, I thought the track in LA felt short. Josh, don't give me that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we were running. Uh, I mean, like I said, me and Cooper ran 745 uh, this yeah. fall on it. So it's got to be quick. Wow. I mean, if you guys are running 745, yeah, it's got to be quick. Obviously, you can't <laughs> replicate that anywhere else. Um, so typically at the end of every episode, Cole, unless you don't have any banter about Division Two um, or, you know, plugging plugging my book or anything like that, that's that's totally fine. Um, we let you name the end of the episode. Um, this has been a good chat thus far, and we want to make sure that we can get your creative side in here. And if you want your beats to be the intro, um, we can <laughs> we can line that up as well. But you get to name the episode something creative. You ready? All right. Yep. All right. Three, two, one. Goldie yes, Hawks dude. touches on Ben Thomas's grueling warm-up. Mm. Mate, I tell you, I'm very proud of myself to, to make that up. I'm yeah. very proud of myself. You've never been called <laughs> that before. No. Yeah. No, that's a good one. And my dad's always, uh, <laughs> he's always uh, coming up with ones like that. I don't know if this one. This one's disrespectful or not, but he's uh, trying to get Post Fontaine to stick. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for coming on. We had a great time, and I think it's going to be a great insight for um, our followers that are mostly high schoolers, I'm sure, um, and and college athletes to to kind of have an inside look on on, on one of the best NCAA athletes right now. And and, uh, thank you very much for giving us your time for that, mate. Yeah, really appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you, Cole. A slow 
Meandering affair. He wants to kick, he's gotta go now. We're with Josh Kerr. All right, here, David Rivage. Josh Kerr. David Rivage. Josh Kerr's for real. Fastest D2, 1500 meters. Josh Kerr on the outside. Way up front now is David Rivage. 